The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. This is Denise Salcedo with the world's strongest man, Mark Henry, and this is the weekend edition of the Busted Open podcast. We will be previewing the entire card from WWE Fastlane, plus what is going on between the Judgment Day and the Bloodline, and did the WWE just tease an Undertaker appearance for NXT on Tuesday? You won't want to miss it. SmackDown was popping. The closing of the show had us, you know, everybody very excited. But before I get to all of that, there was something that was a huge topic this week. And it is, it is the NXT AEW Tuesday War that is coming up next week. And last night during SmackDown, they aired a bumper for NXT. So promoting NXT, right? But at the end of that little NXT promo, we hear the Undertaker's gong go off, basically teasing an Undertaker appearance on NXT. Keep in mind that this is already on top of what we've got with John Cena, Paul Heyman, Cody Rhodes and Oscar appearances. So, what'd you think of this? I, I thought it was a brilliant chess move, but I also think it's gamesmanship. I do not think that The Undertaker is going to appear. I think that that's just, you know, it's just, a, it's just something that you throw out there just to say, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wag the dog on this one. No. And if you don't know what that term means, Google it. Wag the dog. Smoke your mirrors. What's moving? What's moving? Oh, you can't see me. You can't see me. I don't know what you're talking about. That's what's going to happen. I think it's just a, a means to get people buzzing. I called Dave LaGreca. As soon as I heard, dong, I went, do, 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 do. <laughs> Dave, you hear the gong? No, <laughs> Dave didn't even hear it. I said, you didn't hear the gong? And he was like, oh, shit, I missed it. I went to the bathroom. Wow. <laughs> oh. I love your impression of Dave, by the way. The no, I, I'm like, yep, that's exactly the way he says no. Yeah, that's Dave. But I'm, I'm, I, I knew um, that it was going to be, he said, let me, let me, let me look and see. And he called me back and he said, Mark, the internet is going nuts. 
He's like, how did you? I said, Dave, everybody heard it. You just you just didn't because you you went to potty. How you bladder? So you honestly think that this is them just going, okay, like you said, wag the tail. Is that the saying, wag the tail? Wag the dog. Oh, wag the dog. Okay. <laughs> wag the tail. Okay. I just personally feel that at this point, why would you? Oh, man, I get what you're saying. Look, Mark, I get what you're saying, but I feel you cannot do that and then not deliver on at least a five little second appearance of The Undertaker waving at everybody or something. You know what? If 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 I did anything, I would have Undertaker do a promo and I would air a promo saying, you know, everybody in the arena uh, look under your seat and I would have one seat in the building that had an Undertaker gift pack or something and then I'd be like rest in peace and then go black <laughs> I would not bring the Undertaker to NXT show just for the sake of doing it Yeah, I wouldn't do that but then again there's going to be a purpose for him coming Somebody finna fucking get it. If I bring an Undertaker in, it's good, man. It's gonna be whoever the most dominant person on that brand, and I'm gonna test them to see if they can hold up to that standard. And it's gonna be a loss, but it's not about the winning and losing. It's about can you play that game with that guy, even if it's a little bit of something. I, I would not bring him unless it's a big deal. And what is there enough in NXT that can have The Undertaker show up? I'll wait. So this is what I was thinking about too, because usually when they have talent from the main roster go to NXT, obviously some people work programs. Some people just have like a little backstage situation like Rey Mysterio, for example, when he was backstage and he had all these little conversations with different talent, right? I can see something like that for The Undertaker. I mean, definitely you have to bring him out. If he's going to come out, you might as well bring him out to the crowd so it could be like a big thing. But in case they don't, I guess my backup, I guess it'd be a backstage vignette or something where he's talking to, I personally would want it to be Ilya Dragunov because you mentioned who's the most dominant person on the roster, right? I feel like Braun Breaker has already got the Paul Heyman thing. Carmelo Hayes already got the John Cena thing. Okay, well, Ilya Dragunov is your NXT champion and he is one tough, like he is tough as hell, right? So for me, I would like to see something with Ilya Dragunov and The Undertaker, but I know that a lot of people were probably estimating Joe Gacy just because of the type of character that he is and the type of character that The Undertaker is, that there may be something there. But personally for me, I would like it to be Ilya Dragunov. Why are you I'm, laughing at me, Mark? I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to laugh in your face like that, but I'm just you, saying. You, you basically told me my idea ate shit. Yo, idea need to be put in the little box, <laughs> tied up real tight, and throw that shit in the trash. You hate that's it? No you hate way, it? Joe Gacy. And well, the that's what the internet's saying. Stop it. Dragging off? Stop it. Yes. Oh, hells no. I definitely say yes with Dragon. You don't, you don't grace the grandest stage with The Undertaker and you, Joe Gacy. I ain't no disrespect to Joe Gacy. I, they work hard. They've done a lot with their careers. 
But when you are in there now, if they if if Mark Galloway shows up and shakes hands and and they show a vignette of him talking to Triple H and Shawn Michaels, that's altogether different. But if that fucking gong bells, thong, and everything go black and the purple light show and the smoke, man, you better have an elite talent that knows the ins and outs and can command the stage, be there. Otherwise, it's going to be a squash. It's going to be a, I'm looking at you, you throw a punch, you eat a boot, and you get choke slam, and you get the tombstone, and the rest in peace. Tongue out, walk back to the ring slow as hell. That's it. So you want that? I don't want that. No, but I'm saying, like, I feel like whoever's there, it's, uh, they're obviously going to want to do something with an NXT talent just so that, you know, to get the NXT talent over. So who else would you put in that situation? Ron Breaker is the only person on that brand um, that Carmelo Hayes, but he's they're involved in stuff already. Exactly. Stuff that's making them look good too, by the way. They got I'm good stuff going I'm excited to see on. Paul in his corner. Mm, You're nodding I, your head at me. I'm, I'm sitting here thinking that there's nobody. There's nobody. Booker T is on the. He's calling the. He's calling the matches. He's not gonna do it. John Cena and he got a job to do. Cody is on a trajectory that we're going a direction away from doing a squash. Nobody's doing a squash. You're gonna hurt everybody that you name. Rhea Ripley not gonna get squash. Becky Lynch ain't gonna get it. But you got to name the women too. When I say wrestle, I mean who's the dominant personality in wrestling. I don't I don't give a damn about the gender. The dominance. Who is the dominant entity, personality on that show that's worthy of the Undertaker coming out? No one. Is this um, man, the Undertaker's different. You know, I always joke around talking about, no, I'm different. No, the Undertaker's different. For 25 years, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. 
The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Hey everyone, it's Howard Bender from the Andy Up Podcast. Every weekday, Adam Ronis and I serve you up the picks, plays, and fantasy information needed to win your bets. You know, this isn't just your average sports betting show, though, for one very good reason. We won't tell you what to do unless we've already done it ourselves. That's right. We put our money where our mouths are, so we're just as invested in each bet as you are. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the SXM app, free for most subscribers. Last night, it kind of ended in chaos, but good chaos that I think got people pumped up for Fastlane. So here's what went down. Throughout the entire night, you were seeing the bloodline take care of all types of business. They had the show kickoff with Paul Heyman, Jim, Jimmy, Solo Tacoa, and LA Knight, and John Cena, and a little promo back and forth that ended up making a match for the main event, which was LA Knight versus Jimmy. However, before we got to that main event, we had a backstage segment in which we saw a confrontation between the Judgment Day and the Bloodline that led to a business meeting that got pretty intense between Rhea Ripley and Paul Heyman. And basically, Rhea Ripley asked, or rather, I don't know if she asked, she basically demanded, she basically demanded that the Bloodline and the Judgment Day work together because they're going to be stronger together. She even used Roman Reigns' line of acknowledge me directly to Paul Heyman. So, during this match, we see LA Knight win via DQ, but basically, we do see Paul Heyman come out. He tells directly to Rhea Ripley that 
it has been authorized by Roman Reigns that they can work together. So what you see is the bloodline, the Judgment Day, come up on that ring apron. They're staring down LA Knights. We got John Cena. And you're thinking, oh my God, they, they are outnumbered. But then we end up getting John, uh, what I already said, John Cena. We end up getting Jay Uso and also Cody Rhodes out there. And all of a sudden, you got all of these guys out there, Cody, Cena, Ali Knight, Jay Uso, staring off against both of these two teams. And this turns into a melee, man. We got a brawl. The baby faces end up getting all of their spots in on the heels. It's very fun. And that is the closing shot of SmackDown. And you're going, ooh, damn, this is good stuff because all of these guys, uh, you know, have different matches that pretty much, you know, intertwined. They're feuding with the same factions, but over on uh, WB Fastlane. So I felt like this was a good way to kind of get all of these guys in the ring together, which is something you don't get to see often. And also a great way to get you excited for Fastlane. But what did you make of all of this that we ended up seeing play out throughout the night? I love the fact that we got to see the baby faces use their hands. They were throwing those fists like sandwiches to the hungry. And that's what you need to do. You don't have to do planches and clotheslines and power bombs and Canadian destroyers. You need to throw those hands. And that's exactly what those four guys did. They fended off two of the top factions in the history of wrestling. Uh, maybe not the Judgment Day is not there yet, but definitely the Bloodline. And they they did it in dramatic fashion. So it, it left you wanting more. And, and, and we always say that in wrestling. Leave them wanting more. And they did a good job last night. So I didn't get to talk to you about this, but Ali Knight and John Cena teaming up together what did you make of that? And is this the thing that you have been waiting for or that you think people have been waiting for in regards to LA Knight? Um, I think that the rub and the fan interaction of John Cena uh, with anyone is beneficial. Uh, but I think really more so with LA Knight because um, – he has been on the fence with wrestling fans for a while. And it take it, it it's taken him this long to get it together to to be able to wrestle at the level that he's wrestling at. And I still see little things, but he has been able to get over like nobody's business. And that's through his hard work and through perseverance and even fighting when he when he it wasn't going his way. So, you know, big shout out to LA Knight. Yeah, that was pretty exciting. I like the way that it made LA Knight look. Like I felt like it was a big deal to see him obviously in there with John Cena, but it felt definitely big. Now, in terms of what we might be seeing, I feel like the big thing that came out of this, or at least that got everybody's, I think, uh, wheel spinning, is wondering what the potential War Games match might look like because we're seeing this alliance at least right now between uh, the Bloodline and the Judgment Day. Right now, it's cool. 
cool, right? Right now they're friends. Right now they're working together. They got mutual enemies. So I feel like, uh, I feel like at some point one of these teams is going to turn on the other. Do you have any predictions as to what things may be looking like come war games? I think that it's going to be the bloodline. I think that's where the heat is. I think that Roman Reigns is a wild card. Uh, he He's going to be the linchpin in the whole, um, I don't trust them. I don't want nothing to do with them. You know, let leave them hanging and let let them get beat. And I think that that's when the, they'll, uh, they'll implode and Rhea will go her own way and leave Dom. And like the, the train wreck is the most important thing. To see Finn Balor and uh, Damian Priest go against each other because there's nobody stopping them. And um, uh, what's the guy that's kind of like Damian Priest don't want him in the band? Oh, J.D. McDonough. J yeah. Uh, J.D. McDonough is going to become kind of like a, not so much of a, a wrestler, but he's going to be like the go-between between, between uh, the manager uh, that's going to cause uh, Damian Priest to lose. And um, that's just the way I would write it. Wait, but you think it's pretty much almost time for them to break up Rhea Ripley and Dominic and the Judgment Day? You think I we're getting break, there? I would let Roman Reigns break them all up because if Roman Reigns stood there on the front line with him. Yeah, we got him. We got him. Let's go. And then everybody on the bloodline jump down and leave. <laughs> They're going to implode. See, I was looking and at Roman this. Reigns is going to get all the heat. Okay, because I, okay, I, I, look, I feel like you can go either way here. I love the scenario that you painted, right? Especially because I think the bloodline does need something big to kind of remind everybody that they're the dominant group. Because right now, it kind of feels like we are on Judgment Day's turf. Like, this is their territory. It doesn't feel like it's the bloodlines right now, especially when Roman Reigns is not there. And right now, I really am curious about the Rhea Ripley Roman Reigns dynamic of this all because if you remember on Monday Jay had made that mention about Rhea Ripley having bigger balls than Roman Reigns and then this week on Friday she then was out here stealing his catchphrase she didn't want Paul Heyman to actually make the phone call to Roman Reigns she was trying to authorize this whole business transaction all on her own and she is pretty much the she is the leader of the judgment day so I'm curious to see if they're going to play with that dynamic between Roman and, and uh, Rhea Ripley because I'm liking what we got yesterday with Paul Heyman and Rhea Ripley that like that intense it's not every day that you see somebody else make Paul Heyman look incredibly nervous when you are uh, doing some sort of anything. Uh, Paul Heyman looked intimidated AF yesterday. And I like that. I want to see more. So part of me, because Rhea Ripley was the one to initiate this, because she was the one to uh, basically propose this, I almost feel like it's going to be the judgment day that turns on uh, the bloodline. I think they're both going to be planning it but it's just a matter of who does it first I, I love the women's empowerment first off um, I think that Rhea 
is doing a hell of a job uh, with this whole uh, bloodline um, um, judgment day saga. But Roman Reigns is not going to allow her or anyone else to say acknowledge me or consider themselves the tribal chief because that is how he makes his living. Now, you might be able to say that shit to make me angry, but that's what you're going to do. And when you do that, I'm going to play it like, uh, like uh, oh, yeah, I'm on your team. It's all good. Let's go. I got you. <laughs> and then when the time comes, nobody says what I say or does what I do. Goodbye. Good luck to you. I'm going to leave your ass stranded in the woods. And that's what's going to happen. Because it's the most logical thing. And on top of that, we have had beef between Damian Priest and Finn Balor for two pay-per-views before this. When is that payoff coming? It's gotta. It's gotta. It's gotta come. And the only way that it's going to come is if there's dissension and, and a breakup, a mass exodus if you will. And J.D. McDonough has done a really good job of weaseling. He's Kaiser Sose'd his way into a situation where now Finn Balor has had somebody to help him. And that's all that's, all that's needed. Dom could go, I mean, I could see Dirty Dom Standing outside with a sign, we'll work for food after <laughs> Rhea Ripley leaves him. Because she can do on her own. You can see all of the stuff with uh, uh, Nia Jack's back and uh, all, the, all the women in the company. You can't just let her be a mouthpiece for the guys when she is a talented individual and needs to get her shine on. Yeah, I don't think that the breakup will impact Rhea Ripley. I think it'll impact Dominic Mysterio more than, definitely a lot more than but, Rhea Ripley. But you play it like that. You yeah, play I it so. like that. Yes. You make, you make Dominic fall on hard times. <laughs> and then you have Dominic trying to go back. You see Dominic knocking Rey Mysterio open the door. And he slammed the door in his face. Come on, Dad, open the door. Mommy left me. I don't care. Like, how cool would that shit be? It, it would be, like, awesome to see him reeling, him being in peril, him being having self-doubt about himself. And you know what? I don't know if this business is even for me anymore. And have Dominic on the outs of getting out of wrestling altogether before something happens where he has hit rock bottom. No pun intended. And then he comes back into the fold, and Dirty Dom is no longer dirty. He just Dom. 
I thought you were going to say, he wouldn't think it would be clean Dominic Mysterio now. <laughs> Rehabilitated Dom. <laughs> Rehabilitated like, it, it Dom. just like, it's months and months and months of programming. And, and that's the way we're trained to think is longevity. How can we get a mile out of 10 feet and make it interesting to the fan? The, the way that I just laid it out, it, if, if I was in the office, Vince wouldn't kick me out. He'd be like, oh, good shit. Because it is. And, and that's just, that's, that's what the, 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 the talent need. They need somebody to come up with impartial ways for everybody to get over. But every now and then, it's that one person that's like, no, I don't want to just get over. I want to be above everybody. I don't I want, I want to be this guy. I want to be this guy. I don't want to be on the even plane with everybody. I want to be this guy. Oh, I hate those politicking son of a bitch. We all oh, do, Mark. Hell yeah, we all do. They're not just in wrestling. They're everywhere. They're in every facet of life. I yes. hate those people. Can't we all just get along? No. We all, we just can't have nice things, but I agree with you, by the way, I am <laughs> dying to see Dominic Mysterio go back to Ray and be like you said, daddy, Bravo. mommy left me. That is what I need in my life. Daddy. But I need Ray Mysterio. Oh, I, I didn't think I was your dad. You told me I wasn't your dad. He is his deadbeat father. Remember? I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it, dad. I love you. But I want to see Rey Mysterio be mean, though. Mean. He will. He's been too nice to, to Dominic. So I'm going to say mean it up, man. I want to see the most sad. I want to see, like, Christian Cage-style mean dad from Rey Mysterio. That's what oh, I want to see. I do that. <laughs> Hey everyone, Jen Piacenti here, host of Sticks and Stacks, the podcast that brings you the very best action from the world of hockey and baseball. Each week, myself, Sean Drotar, and Nate Lundy will bring you our best picks and talk you through the props, bets, and fantasy advice that can help you become the best fantasy manager in your league or even just help you win some money. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the SXM app free for most subscribers. So let's go ahead and get into this WWE Fast Lane preview. Uh, let's talk about what's going down on this card, what we might expect. So I want to kick things off with a report that came out from PW Insider a couple days ago saying that they, um, you know, sources said that, uh, you know, there's possibility that we're going to be seeing Jade Cargill at Fast Lane. They didn't specify in what sort of capacity, but uh, Mark, are you expecting to see Jade on Fast Lane? And if you are, in what capacity do you think we might be seeing Jade Cargill in if she does were if she were to appear or show up or whatever? You know what? I would put her on. Uh in direct competition with where she came from. Um and I would dare so far as to say that um um I would let her be her. And it would be just a promo saying, this is what's about to happen. And Paul Heyman always says it. It's not a prediction. It's a spoiler. And that's where I would put Jade. Right at the top. 
Uh, that would be kind of cool. I'm almost predicting, I feel like they might do a thing like, you know, when they show people like in the crowd and they have them stand up and they give them the shot and they're like, oh, you know, our new assignee, Jade Cargill. And you talk about some of the things that they've already mentioned on commentary. I was thinking that they probably might do something like that. I feel with Jade, given her promotion and the way that they have really been hyping her up, though, I feel like whatever they got to do with Jade has to feel massive. So I almost feel like my idea of just showing her in the crowd is it big enough? Uh, I think they could do a lot more, but that is kind of a little bit more of where I'm leaning of what they might do. But I think that they should, again, go big or go home, like you just said. I feel like that's going to be the theme for Fastlane uh, in terms of what we might be able to expect. Um, all right, so I want to run down a couple of these matches here and kind of get your thoughts, Mark. I want to kick things off with the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championship match. We're going to be seeing Finn Balor and Damian Priest defend the titles against Cody Rhodes and Jay Uso. Um, what are you expecting here to play out? You know what? Um, I'm I'm hoping for um the Usos to come together and not so much it be what it is right now with um brother against brother but maybe that's maybe that's what the fans want if the fans want brother against brother then you know what give it to them i've seen it before but um i think that it would it would be better if it was a uh, that was that would be the point where we talked about the colossal breakup of the bloodline leaving and leaving everybody else to fight amongst themselves. What if Jimmy and Jay both jumped down to the floor and left with the bloodline and left, left Cody and everybody left all of them the, to fight amongst themselves. And then real Ripley to realize, you know what? I'm done with this. And then you have Finn and um, Damian Priest go at it. And Dom is kind of left out there in the storm to get bumped around by all the baby faces. And now you, you completed the story. The bloodline is hated again because they got back together despite all the shit that they went through together and against each other. Like, you can't leave holes to be poked into this. It's, everything's got to be filled. It's got to hold water. And I, I think that that would do it. I love that. It's got to be filled. It's got to hold water. That's a good one. All right. The LWO versus Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits. Of course, we were talking about who we think might be the mystery opponent. But regardless, don't you think, do you think it's a clear win for the LWO? Because if they're bringing a surprise in, uh, you don't want to see the surprise and them lose, right? Uh, if, if, if you bring in a surprise, you better go over. You better win. I agree Especially with that. Especially if it's a, a surprise, like a bad bunny. Oh, hell yeah. And so with all of them, all of the names that we mentioned, Bad Bunny, Randy Orton, uh, Carlito, whoever it is, like they got to definitely go over. All right, moving on. The WWE Women's Championship match, EO Sky defending her title against Charlotte Flair and Asuka. I'm going to be real with you, Mark. I want to see EO Sky retain here. Uh, I feel we've seen the title on Asuka and Charlotte uh, plenty of times, and I still want to get more out of this EO Sky reign. Do you see her retaining or do you see the title changing hands? 
Uh, I'm, uh, can I ask you a question? I know you asked me a question. You're not supposed to ask a question with a question, but I'm asking a question with a question. What is it? Are you bored with her being champion? Yeah, that's why I kind of want it. So this, it's kind of backwards. My thought process is a little backwards where I'm going, okay, I'm a little bit bored in the sense that I haven't seen anything. So that's why I want to see, like, I want to see a kickoff match here. And I want to see her win to convince me to continue being interested in the rest of this. I don't know what to say. No, you said it perfectly. There's not enough opportunity for her to do something on the show to make me give a damn. So then when she does show up, I'm like, where the hell you been? Yes. And that's like, not what it should be for the champion. And it, it shouldn't be that way. We, she should be on the tip of our tongue anytime they talk about a women's wrestling match in the world, AEW, New Japan, NWA, Impact. When you talk about women's wrestling, we should mention EO. Are we? No. No. That's why I'm ready for a change because maybe they just don't have nothing for her. See, but that's the thing, though, where I'm going, okay, we do do the change, right? Let's go with Asuka. The same thing happened with Asuka when she was champion. They did the same thing. The only person that, that I do think that they would do something with, because we've seen it over and over again, is Charlotte Flair. But but you know what? You can, you can Charlotte Flair the world to death. Like, you know, Bianca, Bailey. Like there, there's options out there of where to go. It's just a matter of giving the opportunity. Put it on TV. Let's see. Let's see what it looks like. Yeah. So I mean, because again, been there, done that with Oscar and Charlotte. That's the reason why I'm going with EO, even though I don't think it's been the hottest rain. I'm still sticking with EO for this one. All right, and we got the last man standing match: uh, World Heavyweight Champion Seth Rollins defending his title against Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, you know, this has been a story that has been going on for quite a bit. Mark, you look very excited. So, what are your thoughts? <laughs> oh! Denise. I'm all for it. This is what I'm looking forward to the most. I told you that earlier today. Yeah. Like Seth and Shinsuke, man, they've done such a great job of making me want to see Shinsuke get his ass beat. And Shinsuke has gone out there and he has made Seth look like a damn fool multiple times. If they did that with EO, then maybe we will have a different conversation about the way she was going. All the time that they gave them guys, very beneficial. That's pro wrestling. And, and uh, somebody should even put that as their moniker. Um, I'm in it because that's pro wrestling. And those, those I'm, I'm excited. Them brothers got it going. And then, of course, the last match, John Cena and Ali Knight will be teaming on to take on Jimmy Uso and Solo Sokoa. Does this feel like a clear victory for John Cena and Ali Knight? No. Oh, okay. They have run into a brick wall. Solo, I'm not putting nothing past that guy. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, 
please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. For 25 years, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters. Both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. 